0: Blob Talk Radio Miss Marvel is a new kind of superhero but at the core of all of it her story is so universal Miss Marvel is one of the newer characters in the Marvel comics and when one comes in it grabs the world's imagination like this. And the questions are, when are we going to bring Miss Marvel to the screen? When Miss Marvel first came out, we had such an incredible reaction. It was so incredibly popular because everybody could see themselves in her. I never saw a young teenager of color, specifically a Pakistani, in a comic book. Are you kidding? I promised you'd be cool.
1: I am cool. The casting process
0: was that When we discovered Iman, we knew that she was Kamala Khan. It was unanimous yeah, I can't comprehend this right now. And then of course we've got a really incredible team of directors. Bilal
1: Falah, Adel Al Arabi, Mira Menon, and Sharmino obeid And all of
0: them are taking the material and elevating it. so human. It's about a teenager figuring out who she is and about relationships. Family and friendship is at the heart of the MCU canon. That's what's so exciting about this story that we're bringing is that we're going to introduce you to a new
1: family that's also going to be part of the wider MCU.
0: What's going on, people of the world? Chota in the mix here. Skd, How y'all feeling out there? I know y'all just watching the games today. I don't really watch football after the New England, if New England's not playing. But, my God, these playoffs, you know. Um, let me see here. Tampa Bay, but, uh, Brady came and did business in the second quarter, but it wasn't enough. The Rams was just too much. I believe Tennessee has the shot. They lost. Uh, who they play again? Uh, Cincinnati? They just had the field goal, and then today I'm sure there's another game. It's uh, Rogers, uh, Green Bay, and what's the other squad they were playing? I believe San Fran. I don't know. Rogers, this might be it for him. I mean, they had the home field I believe, this year and last year, and still in the winter, and two seven teams, you know, two uh, uh east, two uh warm weather teams came up and won, and now Kansas City and Buffalo. My God, I did that my God. I believe um. As Cameron, that gentleman's name, who was one of the announcers, he said like 25 points was scored in the remaining uh, one minute and 50 seconds. I mean, it's unheard of. You know, Buffalo, if you use a wrestling analogy, Buffalo had had, had Kansas City pinned but didn't hook the leg. So beyond that, it's like people, you know, this is life. You know, this is life, and you never know when it's over, and it's never over till it's over. So we just have to, you know, hope Buffalo comes. Well, not really. I hope they'll never come back. You know, I'm going to do fan. have to keep it real. I'm so sorry, people, but that's just how it is. So just <laughs> deal with it. Let me stop. Let me stop. All right, people. Today's our conclusion of our series here, 2 part Series, Why the Walker Roddy and Dandy Polity Killed a Comic Book Movie. Um, as I wrote in the description, I didn't expect all the email I got from all y'all out there. I hate saying um. I get from my students. I didn't really. I just got a lot of email. <laughs> excuse my like, Excuse me. <laughs> I need some water. <laughs> Bear with me. I need to get some water here but um, I didn't expect all the emails I got from everybody and, you know, in the chats as well <clears throat> that uh, I archived to answer the questions. So we only have about 41 minutes today, so I'll do the best I can to get to the chats and things like that uh, and the emails. If not, I'll just do a show that is specific to the today's topic, what have you. So it's just me in the studio today. I'm hoping either Stacy or Marcus comes by and comes help me out because it's a little challenge here, uh, doing business with all you all out there and having fun, and, you know, that's a good mix here. But beyond that, uh, what's happening these days is, uh, you know, the comic book industry seems like by the week, it just, you know... Um, you, 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 you know, you see things and you, you're, like, you're like, what happened to the industry? Uh, hold on. I'm switching uh Susan's on the way down here. So I see a lot of y'all on this mix. Um, let me see here what's going on. We have a caller on the mix. I just see a 111. So hopefully it's known from DC Comics or anything like that. So we'll see what's going on. If I can get this person in. Usually someone's here helping me out on this mix. So let's see if I can make this work. Carla, what's going on? How you feeling? I know. Let's see if we can make this happen here.
1: Yeah, it worked. Hey, what's
0: going on, Carla? How you feeling?
1: I'm okay. I'm okay. What's your name? Hotep. Calling from the
0: East Coast. Yeah. East Coast? Oh, my God. (laughs) Mr. East Coast. Where Where on the East Coast are you? Yeah, between New York and New Jersey. Uh, oh, I hear the actors the there. The How was the convention? Yeah, did they, did they have New York Comic Con <laughs> out there? Did they have New York Comic Con last
1: year? How would it go? Um, I didn't attend. My my younger children um know a lot more about it. I'm kind of the political side, and they're the cartoon comic side <laughs> right. of the family. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm the old. I, go I, OG. Catch, you know, I catch, yeah, I catch the sci-fi movies, etc. But um. Mm-hmm. I'm more of an indoors, yeah. If you don't mind, I wanted to mention something about identity politics because
0: – Go ahead. Well, well, what's, your, well, what's your name first, my man? Yeah. What's your What's your name, my friend? Hotep. Hotep. Uh, Hotep. 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 All right. My friend, I thought you were greeting me, so I was going to greet you back. All right. Go oh, ahead, yeah, Go yeah, ahead yeah. brother. Hotep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Do your thing. Do yeah. your thing. What's up?
1: Yeah, Well. well, I think identity politics, the term itself mm-hmm. is applied often to groups that need more identity and more politics. So, for mm-hmm. example, African-Americans or Pan-Africans or LGBTQ or even to some degree straight people, depending on the circle you're in, often mm-hmm. get lost in the source, mm-hmm. and even females. So, mm-hmm. I think some terms are used by some people appropriately, but often right. by groups that want to shut the other group down. So, if you don't want to hear mm-hmm. about group A, you just say, okay, you just just an identity politics. Um, right, right. So yeah, and as a I'm a, you know, black um Pan African person with um children that I'm raising and soon that some mm-hmm. of them mm-hmm. will have children. One won't because mm-hmm. of his um special needs circumstances. You know, I just try to um tell people around me. Just my thoughts on these subjects because black people need reparations I think and we won't get
0: mm-hmm.
1: it um if we're dismissed, if our concerns mm-hmm. are dismissed. Whether or not the other groups agree with our concerns, we have a right to voice them. Especially mm-hmm. since we tend not to be using hate speech, and you know, we're just politely expressing, "Hey, we'd like to see A, B, C, and D addressed." But mm-hmm. that was my main mm-hmm. thought you know, on the identity ah, yes. politics. What do you think com- about identity politics? The way I read the blog talk, it seems mm-hmm. like you may think that um, some groups use it as a card to get out of. Mm-hmm. Um, situations that
0: they that are not valid uh, um, you know my point on, my flow on that is also, I believe every group tends to do it to some certain extent I believe an example would be where and also the, hij- the hijacking of the pain narrative or the black narrative as you want to say the historical narrative's suffering. where I believe the swimmer down at UPenn um, Leah Thomas Williams whatever it may be apparently he referred to himself as you know uh, his, he was, what did he say? He said he was the Jackie Robinson uh, uh, of the swimming pool, you know, whatever, com- whatever com- competition they compete in. And I see a lot of that where I'm the Jackie Robinson, I'm the Rosa Parks, I'm the Minister Malcolm, I'm the Dr. King. And it's interesting how a lot of people tend to use, as you brought up so eloquently, and again, preach appreciate your call, they use the history of black folks, especially the suffering, the oppression, and the challenges that we've experienced in this country as their own, but there's no comparison. Yeah. And I believe it's just cheap and I think it's very disrespectful to yeah. the culture of the people who has, you know, who helped build this country, who suffered so much and accomplished so much to come in and say, well, you know what, I'm the next, you know, I'm, I'm the next, you know, who may be a Dr. King. It's like, it's, it's, there's no comparison. You brought the LGBTQ community and that comes to mind because, uh, you know, we had the Black Lives Matter marches last year. What took place in, California, in L.A. around the same time, my friend, was very interesting because th- the black trans was out there marching, and I noticed a lot of the Anglo-LGBT organizations who never speak on the issue of what the black trans or the Latino trans or non-Anglo go through. They don't say anything, but next thing you know, they're at the march saying black trans ma- lives matter, but it seemed like they were promoting their own agenda. So for me, identity politics, I think it just allows some groups, as you have brought up, I think it just allows some groups to upsurf and use other people's narrative for their own. And at the same time, I believe it divides because I want to see a great movie. I want to see a good film. You know, The the They the Fall came out, and the, the creators were saying, Yeah, we're going to reimagine the Western narrative. But for those OGs like yourself, I believe, you remember Bing Rames and Rosewood and all those films. So we've seen all this before, so... I just think this generation that's coming up, and I can tell just by your knowledge of the game by how you speak so fluently that your kids are definitely in great hands. I believe those who aren't in great hands, such as yourself, all they know is, I want to see a black this. I want to see a Latino that. Yeah. I, just want, I just want to see a good story, and if the person's melanin, so be it. <laughs> that's just my attitude. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really I'm yeah, not into that. So when, you know what I'm saying? So go ahead, brother. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Um, see, the arts play, well, two of the roles that the arts play is one, to give us a fantasy world, whether Mm -hmm. it's as a Trekkie or as a black person that's a cowboy or as a white person that may love reggae, that does not necessarily exist, right? Well, in our Mm -hmm. personal circle. So we escape Mm -hmm. and imagine. That's the beauty of dance and music and movie. But the danger to the arts is that Mm -hmm. it has been used, weaponized as a tool of oppression and suppression and of Mm -hmm. cultural appropriation. So Mm -hmm. here we are having a world where the arts in a perfect world would give us all this freedom of expression and see people from other groups and wow, beautiful, but in the real world, there are groups Mm -hmm. and people that are being oppressed and Mm -hmm. utilizing, for example, mumble rap. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a very slippery slope between us defending the arts and the right Mm -hmm. to, you know, experiment, you know, Mm -hmm. put a kid as a king in a movie and say, hey, Mm -hmm. this is King George or this is Imhotep when we really, right. those of us that know, know better, that's mm-hmm. the beauty of art. But then the flip side, all the queens in the movies are white women in Egypt, mm-hmm. when that mm-hmm. was only Ptolemy's rule of time for a few hundred years. You know, mm-hmm. uh, this mm-hmm. is why education and critical race theory are probably so critical, because if people aren't educated enough to know any better, they'll think that, you know, Denzel Washington was Malcolm X. And they'll search well, it and say, "Oh, there's a picture of Malcolm X." <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Well, the thing was, um, it's interesting with CRT because the narrative with CRT is that presupposes that the history of everyone non-anglo in this country isn't taught. You know, you know about Malcolm. You brought it up. You even talk about Hotep and you talk about the Egyptians, Ptolemy, and all those things. I've grow I grew up on that stuff, coming up back in the day, and I know very I know very many schools and very many classes in the HBCUs, DC, Boston College, even Harvard. They teach those topics. It's the narrative that comes up where people say, oh, we need to teach this, and they act like Roots wasn't on TV back in the 70s, and it's still the highest rated miniseries ever. They make it seem like we're trying to hide that knowledge. But, you know, I think they discount the parents such as yourself who's spreading that knowledge to, the, to their children, who talk about that knowledge. To their children and there's professors such as yourself in the class bringing that knowledge. I think what has to be done is that in my opinion when it comes to CRT is if they want to paint the narrative that everything is race 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 then you need to paint you also need to add the narrative of the success of the melanin in this country and every time I turn on a film I turn on a, a network I see talking heads it's always suffering 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 okay well Egypt popped out of somewhere the knowledge is known over here we have Brother Hotep right here we don't talk about that, and I think that's the mistake CRT does. It wants to paint the narrative, if you're melanin, you're oppressed. And I'm just not with that narrative, because I grew up during colonialism and, and all that stuff, and I know exactly what it's like. The way that Nicole Hannah-Jones is describing it, it's not reality. They need more people like yourself who speak, the, who speak it more flowing, but you're making sure I can tell that your kids are learning the knowledge. Especially Malcolm X and Denzel Washington, brother. <laughs> brother. Yeah. yeah, here's
1: why I think... Here's why I think, and by the way, discussions, Mm -hmm. dialectics like this are very important because Mm -hmm. it leads to, it's not about you and I, for me at least, it's for Mm -hmm. Mm listeners who are going to tune in and Mm. maybe something that one of us says will take them further down a road of cognitive discovery, whether or not they agree with the point, they'll understand it. But here's why I do think the critical race theory is important, because it actually Mm -hmm. doesn't say that America is all bad and that all white people are bad and that all black people are suffering all the time. It actually Mm -hmm. is just an attempt to try and bring to all classes a consistent curriculum, which would lead to better syllabus and lesson plans. But what I find, I've been in educational circles from the top level title to, you know, others, it isn't done consistently. So parents like me who know better, but it isn't. Our, I'm not paid to do that. The schools are officially the places where most people, excluding me because I homeschool, trust the educators. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah not, but, but I'm more concerned about the other kids because there are other kids who don't benefit from my, um, people like you and I who, who may know better. And so this mm-hmm. is why. For instance, in New York, they're supposed to teach more about true African-American history, but typically right. they don't. Other than mm-hmm. Dr. Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech, they don't teach mm-hmm. three, five years later when he was saying that he's concerned that he may have put his people into a burning,
0: a burning facility.
1: House. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so, you know, so that's why I kind of defend it more than I um, put it down, but it doesn't right, affect right. me directly. But life is not just about what affects me or what affects you, but it's also about how other people are impacted, because, of course, we're communities and tribes and villages and nations and mm-hmm. the planet, and we got to really understand each other, even if we don't agree with each other, respectfully understand. But definitely, on a related matter, black folks need reparations. In the Caribbean, in Central and South America, in America, Africa, it is time, and other groups who have gotten their reparations often haven't helped us sufficiently to say, look, Mm -hmm. we got ours, and we didn't go through as much as you did. So I think our pain is often just a calling card that some groups use to get more of their own, (laughs) and we end up like, like, wait a minute, what's going on?
0: (laughs) I think you you brought up a great point on that. In fact, I have a show coming up on the issue of reparations, because I remember it was Dr. King's, uh, was it Abernathy? One of the people said, you know, reparations was actually affirmative action. So I actually have a show coming up sometime. I, I'm not in, you know, sometime. I believe next Saturday, actually. It all depends. If we're filming that day. But I know I do have a show coming up. And I know I expect to hear you coming in. I, I had that vibe. But two things here before I go on to our next caller here and in the chat. Yes. Two things here. One benefit as I teach, as I teach school, I love the fact that you're, you're homeschooling because I know you're giving them the knowledge, not just the curriculum. You're giving them the full knowledge of the game. Mm-hmm. Two, you said something as an OG, which I was talking to a good friend of mine. These conversations, you know, back in the day, okay, if we didn't agree. Okay, we didn't agree. Okay, let's go hang out, whatever it may be. It's so polarized now that if I don't agree with you, okay, oh, no, no, okay, no, quit, that's it. You're like, wait, wait, there should be no reference? Okay, forget, quit. The, it should yeah, be yeah. the listeners should, listener should always get from these conversations as you flowed that, okay, I'm getting the knowledge on both sides. I may not agree with this side or whatever, but I'm getting knowledge mm-hmm. of the other side. And we have to get yeah. back to that and make more platforms available for that. I just – that's the way you can move forward. Yeah. This division doesn't work for
1: us. Yeah, before you go on, because I know you have other uh, individuals with great things to say, um, both on the liberal and Republican, Democrat, all sides, I get hangups when I communicate. Really? I, and my think, yeah. Why oh, Why you, why you, you think you that? <laughs> really? Raised, yeah, yeah. It's And it's usually on the Republican side, but even some mm-hmm. Democratic liberal circles just don't want me. I think because I sound... I pass as though I am not black and kind of palatable <laughs> until they right, hear right. the depth of what I'm trying to communicate. And then they say, oh, no, no, no. And I, was, I come off neutral, I think, because I sound mm-hmm. stereotypically Anglo, Asian Anglo, black, Anglo, you know. So mm-hmm. both sides think, okay, we can use him." And then I get a bit Malcolm X on them, and they often get afraid. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been banned and blocked by Facebook, LinkedIn, Wikipedia, Khan Academy, Reddit, including my kids also, for simply <laughs> communicating on our issues, not in mm-hmm. vulgarity, Not even though I could curse, I don't, not hate speech. And I think that's the power of communication. If we use it appropriately, we can really change the world. But, yeah, man, I'm going to lock you in, and hopefully we can talk again, and I hope you Enjoy the rest of, you know, your day and let's make a better world.
0: Oh that's all you can do. We gotta leave for our children. Thanks, brother I Definitely look forward to conversing with you again.
1: Thank you, brother. Peace.
0: Ah, uh, peace out. Now you see people and again to Brotherhood. Thank you for taking the time to come in. I really appreciate the conversation. You see people, this is what I was talking about in the beginning, about a narrative or a story where you can have a conversation but if you come with a conversation at the beginning where there's an agenda of what you're trying to get in the outside at the end of the conversation, it's not going to flow. These, the conversation I had with Brother Hotep here, I definitely appreciate and I love these conversations. I used, I used to have conversations coming up back on the East Coast. I mean, maybe it's a West Coast thing out here with, you know, how people do things. But back on the East Coast, 5 percenters, the nation, you know, Black Panther. I mean, we had all kinds of conversations, what have you. Those are the conversations we need to get back to. We don't You know, it's not about the... Agree to disagree. No, it's about. You know, let me give an example. I coach the high school debate team, you know, where I teach uh, law and finance for high school students, right? And the one thing about debate, we do policy debate, where they say it's the hardest to do. We have they do four rounds. They do two rounds as the ask, presenting the the plan they need to get passed, and then they do two rounds as the nay, why the plan shouldn't be passed. The one, what, what, the benefit of that is that our kids learn at a young age how to see things from different sides. We don't do that anymore. As the brother was, we just spoke on reparations. You know, he brought reparations. I explained, you know, my view on reparations is a little different, but I understand where he's coming from. The flow he talked about, which I definitely don't hear much more, uh, much on, we'll say, other platforms. I know Brother ABL does it. I know Greg O'Forman does it on, uh, on Black Conservative Perspective. I know other t- uh, shows, the Independent Network talk about it. When he was talking about how other people tend to use other people's narrative. In a way that it kind of excludes them, again, these are conversations that we need to get back to at the same time. These are conversations we need to spotlight, and our kids need to hear more of. We can't have the Don lemon saying, "Oh, you're a trump supporter, I can't be your friend oh you're not or if you're you know another person, oh, you're not taking the vaccine or I can't be your friend, oh my God, you can't work you know with math, I won't be your friend. We can't do that. We're dividing ourselves, and the way society's becoming now, especially in the western hemisphere, we have to come more together. Than to let us divide ourselves. So those are conversations we need to have more of, and we need to spotlight more of. And those are conversations, as was back in the day, Dr. King, you know, Minister Malcolm. He he made all kinds of comments on on the interviews about Dr. King, how he's being sold out, how he's being used by the angles, what have you. And then they would ask, they would ask Dr. King, "What do you think about Malcolm's words?" And Malcolm would say what he would say, right? So the thing is, you never saw Malcolm like, you know, call him like a B word, the N word or something like that, you know, from what i seen. And you never saw Dr. King come back and attack Malcolm. Today, you'll have, for example, brother, Dr. You'll have a, what's his name? What's happening? We will have, what's going on? Crush the system. How are you feeling? I see you in the chat. If you have a question flowed in there, we'll definitely talk about it. You would see Candace Owens on one side and you see brother Eric, um, Michael Eric Dyson. Michael Eric Dyson on the other side on CNN. And I'm looking at this saying they're going to have two black folks argue with each other. And Candace, I remember, kept saying, our community is not the same. I don't want to be on the show arguing with another black person. That's not what this is about. And this is what I respect back in the day because Brother Hotep brought us something. It's coming back to the woke karate in the comic books and films. We're coming back to that. But I just want to last touch on this for one, one second. He brought something about how Dr. King talked about I feel like I'm leaning our people into a burning house. He was changing his thought, his, his evolution in reference to how he's seeing things to the Vietnam War. Remember where he got assassinated, he was there for the sanitation strike. Minister Malcolm, when he went to the Hajj in, in, you know, over in Mecca, he started seeing things different and came back. They almost, start, they almost started changing into the other person. The one thing that came out of it, though, is that famous picture where Minister Malcolm was talking with Dr. King. What a lot of people don't know is, do, Mr. Malcolm actually found out where Dr. King, and, you know, those from the East Coast, and, you know, Dr. King, he, grew up, he, he studied in Boston, though so he did grow up in the South. Mr. Malcolm went to D.C., said, I want to see him. So when, when Dr. King came out, he was thinking, he, he goes, he goes, Malcolm, and Malcolm was like, you know, Martin, and they just started talking. And Dr. King, Minister Malcolm said, I've been trying to meet you for a while, but your people kept saying no. Minister Malcolm, I'll come back to you. I see you crush the system on the floor. Your thing, your 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 chat in one moment. So bear with me. Give me like about 30 seconds. Minister, Dr. King said to Minister Malcolm, "I've been trying to meet you too, but your people have been, you know keeping me away." That's what people are trying to avoid. And sometimes it's not the great it's not the greatness who are being kept apart. It's the people around them that's keeping people apart. So again. So, you know, when we brought that aspect of Dr. King saying that was a great lead into what was going on at that time. But, again, Brother Holtup, I really appreciate the conversation. That's the conversation I miss on the East Coast, and I don't really get that much in L.A. Crush the system, thanks a lot. I'm going to read the chat here, of what you put in here. Let it flow. Uh, hi, brother. Great show. Thank you, Kanye. I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time to, you know, come into the chat today. I know you have things going on in these crazy worlds. Uh, imagine two basketball teams that don't sharpen each other's skills we all should all respect other people's perspectives and agree to dialogue without ad hominem attacks, etc. Even the immature races should be able to express themselves because the more they talk, they expose their ignorance. You see, that's what I'm talking about. Especially the part with them. Then I saw the part where it was an like, imagine two bad well, that, that don't sharpen each other's skills. I'm like, I know what this is going. That's what I'm talking about. Sharpen each other's skills. The best plays to the best. Okay, you're not the best team. You play the best team. Now you're gonna know how to play the best team. That reminds me. you talk about basketball. That reminds me of Michael Jordan and people like Simon, People in the chat like you're about to the I'm coming there. <laughs> but I, think, you know, I want to give love to our listeners who are taking the time to tune in wherever they may be. It reminds me of what, this basketball analogy. It reminds me of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. And Scott, Michael Jordan talked about, and Scottie Pippen talked about, and their players talked about how. Michael told Scotty, because Scotty was, was guarding Michael in practice, and Michael told Scotty, look, if you can guard me, you can guard anybody. Sharpening each other's skills. There you go. Crush the system. I'm definitely going – I'm going to actually – I like this. I'm going to – if you don't mind, I'm going to somehow put this in our next dialogue, in our next uh, description box, you know, these comments, because, again, for those who just tuned in, someone just asked me to read it again. I will read again. It says, hi, brother. Great show. Thank you again. Crush the system. Imagine two basketball teams that don't sharpen each other's skills. We all should respect each other's perspectives and agree to dialogue without ad hominem attacks, et cetera. Even the immature races should be able to express themselves because the more they talk, they expose their ignorance. And this is what we need to do. Thank you very much, Crush I appreciate it. We just have to have a conversation. If I don't agree, I'm not going to label you some kind of phobic. I'm not going to label you the X, Y, and Z. I just want to hear your perspective because what it comes down to is that we may have not lived the exact same experience, so we're going to see things different. So I'm going to see how you see the world. You'll see how I see the world. we just move forward and build this world. So we have, like, 19 minutes. So, again, these are conversations. Now, again, when it comes to these comic books and these films, you don't see the conversation. You see an agenda and a message, right? We're going to show this film that's going to have the first black blah, 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 whatever. whatever. Okay, so that means the melanin just wants to go and see a film because there's melanin people in it. No, that's insulting the intelligence, because just because we're melanin, doesn't mean we have the same culture. I was born and raised in the Congo. I wasn't born, you know, I grew up in the Congo and in Boston on the East Coast. But my experience is different from a brother that came up from Atlanta. Queen Latifah made a comment back in the day, for those that know, you know, Queen Latifah back in the day, Ladies First, what have you, with Moni Love, and she's still doing great things out here. I think she's doing the equalizer. Queen Latifah Latifah said when she heard NWA's... um, I mean, you, know, you already know the song, their music coming out, and they heard the rap coming out from the West Coast, Parma was going with the police. Queen Elizabeth said she never knew about that story, and she's going to be in New York, but she said she never knew about that story. And these were, this is what I believe arts, the comic books and the films, they're not doing that anymore. They're not showing us something that we haven't seen before, or they're showing us things that we've seen before, but now they want to have an agenda. I talked to several people after our last show, and they, we talked about the Eternals. And I asked each one of them, I said, okay, what was the – before you saw the film, what was the plot? They had no idea. Back in the day – now, I know people are like, oh, here we go, back in the day. Okay, let's try back in the day, going from, like, 2013, going backwards, okay? You see a trailer – Not these trailers now, when they put the whole movie in the trailer, you're like, oh, you, like, like really? Like, okay, um, okay, whatever you say. You see a trailer, you know, uh, it might be The Five Heartbeats, or it might be uh, Do the Right Thing, or it might be Dollars in the Dust. Or might be to You, or might be Blade, or it might be uh, another science fiction film that may have came out, uh, a Vampire in Brooklyn. Sometimes the title itself will tell you what the show, what the uh, the film's about, what the comic book's about. Yet those trailers, those trailers, it told you, it was, hey, come check this out. A uh, black person, you know, it wouldn't say like there's a black person that's a day walker who has dark skin that's going through the ghetto, you know, attacking white vampires. It wasn't about that. It was about there's a vampire that's really cool, built like by Wesley Snipes, who's here to do business. Boom. And that was a D-list character, that of Blade. Look what he did with it. Now you don't see that. If you go back to our last show, though, I read through the show because there's some audio issues. If you go back to these films now, it's always, you know, Star Trek. Uh, We have the first gay couple. Eternals, we have the first gay couple. Uh, We have the the first non-binary. We have the first transgender. We have the first. Look, I didn't go see Blade Runner because they had the first replicant in a lead role. I like cyberpunk. You know, movies should be about escapism. Now, there are movies that want to, like, that want to teach, like, for example, the brother brought up Malcolm X, where I know people are going to say uh, uh, to this day, I still say, Malcolm, you know, Denzel destroyed that role. Like, he just laid it down, this is how it is, and that's it. I really wish Spike Lee would release the footage, if he has it, where he said when he called cut, Denzel was still in Minister Malcolm mode. It was just like leading a, leading a choir. So I watched that tape. But it was just coming back. Today's film is not like that. You know, look at Static in my Mil- in Milestone, the Big Bang. There was a fight that broke out, an explosion happened, that gas that turned everybody in the area into a human. Not Static. One of the popular cartoons back in the day. Bar- now, now people were the- were saying, "Oh my God, that's the most popular black cartoon." You want know, that? lot a black. Guy. They were like, "Yo, Static." You had all kinds of people back in the day. Milestone was doing business back in the day with their comic book line, Hardware, Technique. You know, Static. Icon, you just go on and on. But so Milestone was going to be born, and what they do is change Static's origin. At I believe origin to he got, his, he got his power at a L.M. rally. The police came down, and the race came down, and the fight broke and Something happened, you got his power. Why was that even ne- so Why was that even necessary? It reminds me kind of like, you know, when I watched Black Lightning, the TV series. I wasn't really into it because I just wasn't into it. <laughs> this is me, right? I always ask myself, but I said, why is Black Lightning, like, in the hood? fighting against criminals. Power Man, the same thing. Luke Cage, you know, he's in the hood, fighting against criminals, right? My thing is, they ever think about, like, just ending crime, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, just ending crime being like, maybe, I don't know, not being like, you know, a crime lord, but just ending crime, it's like we're seeing, I was like, we don't see this any. I want to see a story. I want our young kids to go see Alien, and they see a cool lady like Ripley, or they see a Buffy, or they see Xena. We don't see that. Even when we see our sisters in movies, it's always presented as a black narrative. You know, the young lady, uh, she's in the HBO series that has to do with robots. Like, right? it escapes me at the moment. My listeners can tell me who, what, what is this TV show? It has to do with robots. Westworld, that's it. When she made the comment of how she was treated in some science fiction movie. I don't know if it was the one that the Vin Diesel series or it may be, but they're talking about black characters. Like, you know, how you going to treat a black person like that or John Boyega. when you have black people? It's like, no, we just want to see stories. Now, if we want to see historical narratives, whatever, we support that. We always think that. People want to say, oh, you know, look at Moonlight. Well, those who, who know film or study film, remember the film Pariah that came out a couple of years ago with the young sister. It wasn't presented as a black lesbian. It was presented as a coming out story for a young girl. Naomi comes out, I think I met one of the brothers at Comic-Con, Naomi comes out as a young sister, apparently she's a mutant, whatever it may be, you haven't watched it. That came out, and the ratings are so low, I think it got canceled, or it's going to be canceled, or it's about to be canceled, whatever it may be. But when I watched it, I said, okay, because the one thing it said, you know, Superman, why is it when we create these stories, we just can't create a story? Why does it have to be linked? This person is the smartest person on earth. They're as smart as fantastic as Mr. Fantastic. It goes to the, the the films. You see the young lady over there at DC saying white men shouldn't apply for internships. You see now they're going to take they're going to take a Wonder Woman or a Wonder Woman or Nubia and there's a trans on the island full of women who identify as men. But look at Nubia's story. What a lot of people don't know about Nubia, and this goes to Brie Larson and Captain Marvel. Is that they, before it was retcon, they Nubia and the girl Diana came out of the same. They came out of clay two things of clay. They were equals. It wasn't like they just she just popped out of nowhere, but for some reason, they, they, they started writing Nubia, especially that whack comic book I saw a couple months ago. They started writing Nubia as though she's some new character, and it's based on her skin color. It's not necessary. You know, melanin people aren't so dumb when they're like, you know, we'll only see a person with melanin people. Because let me tell you, when Five Heartbeast came out, Robert Townsend was on Arsenio. This is when Arsenio was Arsenio back in the day. Robert Townsend was on the five, was on our simulator show saying, please come support my movie. Please come support my movie. Why? What was coming up around the same time? I believe Terminator 2. Now, that should tell you something. We love our science fiction. If I want to see Star Trek, okay, I want to see new stories. I don't want to hear about the first anything. I just want to see a new story. I'm not interested in what the person, if the person has the same complexion as me. You know, let me, let's put it like this. How did it work out for Steven Spielberg's uh, West Side story? And Min, uh, Min Miranda, I get Manuel Miranda, or is Min Miranda, Miranda? The guy from Hamilton. How did that work out when they put those movies in? You, you, you people are talking about representation. There you go. But let me tell you the representation that you know. I'm not really into that term because it's like, okay, what does that mean? Okay, we may look alike, but we're not alike, right? Well, some of my students looked at it, especially my Belizeans. You know, my my dark, you know, my melanin Belizeans, my Latinos. They said, well, Mr of you know, we don't want to see the film. I'm like, why? Well, right, because we're not in it. And I was like, what? Do you? And I knew what they meant, but I wanted to hear them say it. And they said, because there's no dark-skinned Latinos up there. Well, there's one in the back. <laughs> and I was like, weird. Was like, yeah, they were, they were like, you know, if they're going to show a film, it's brought in Washington Heights, and anybody on the East Coast knows Washington Heights is like, just, oh my guy's like afro Latino deep. And then the guy from Hamilton, Min escapes his last name escapes escapes the guy who created it, Manuel, uh, Lin Manuel. It, he should know because apparently he lived up there, and I believe he wrote the play to the original play of, uh, what it was, I think it was uh, In the Heights, whatever, no, whatever it may be. But I come back to say those movies came out, and Spielberg was more, and you know, I love Spielberg. Y'all know that I'm a film guy. Spielberg came out. He was more concerned about not using English subtitles because it might make the Spanish language secondary, even though I think he forgot there's a lot of Latinos, like my, my students, who don't speak Spanish, and they can't read Spanish. They speak straight of English right? He, he. I guess no one just bothered to tell him or ask him, hey, look, man, if you want to do this film, you're going to reboot this film or whatever it may be, then you should, like, upgrade the melanin count because right now it's the, it's the vanilla latte, and that's not cool. I want to read something to you. I'm running a little, a little, a little by because, you know, we actually did start somewhat late. I want to add, uh, I got a promo from Sundance, which is taking place here. We were supposed to go, but and there's just a lot of things that's going on. And once I was digging, it said the 8th Annual Latino Filmmakers Network. It's a great, uh, you should go check them out on IG, Latino Filmmakers Network. I am not exactly what it is on IG, but I know they're on, just put it in, it'll pop up. There's a Latino Filmmakers Networking Event Monday, like our change makers, we know that. Here's the, here's the, the tagline. Empowering messages from Hollywood stars. That's like saying this this movie empowers women. That's, this movie empowers Black people. This movie empowers young girls. This movie empowers those with special needs. All right. What do you mean empowered? Because it presupposes that they're not. They have no power. See, sorry. It's like the people that run around talking about we're going to just you know we're going to uh, make people uncomfortable. How you know they're not uncomfortable already? Be uncomfortable. People are giving themselves these titles and these influencer actions that. Essentially, it makes them, it, it gives them an idea that they're actually doing something, but they're not really doing something. So the thing that gets me is, let me let you who know speak, uh, who's speaking here. The wonderful America Ferreira speaking, uh, identified. Danny Pino, much love, uh, Mayans MC. Olga Merediz, I'm probably pronounced, I hope I did it right, in the heights, And Gianfranco Rodriguez, Halston. Do you, do you want to take a while to guess why I actually screen capture this, so like I can send it to my friends? Okay, everybody's Anglo. Then talk about Anglo looking. There's no melanin there. There's no diversity. So when people talk about that, especially those that cover the cultures of other cultures, what do you mean? See, it's not just rhythm that's the issue. It's the colorism, right? Now I see that in the comic book but not but on the low. At Frank, I think they're going to do that with Franks in the Star Wars series. They're going to bring him in and they wrecked his history where he was an outcast because he had blue skin. Now, well, that's kind of interesting in a place, you know, in a universe, you've like like, forearms, wolf's heads, and, like, snakes' heads, but enemies. But so now they come back again. What you've got to change these things is, first off, these stories aren't sustainable, right? They bring in these new writers that they just want to create controversy. Superman is now gay. Well, it's not Superman. It's say son of Superman. But they want to use – they want to upset, you know, their, the OG, right? He's now gay, and he's marching for climate change. Superman. The son of Superman. Who has the power of Superman, the father is marching for climate change. Right? What's next? Right? So these the writers that come up, they can't create stories. They can't write stories. They can just create controversy. They can take a character, we're gonna take, for example, look at the CW's uh, what's that a uh, black uh not, not black one uh Batgirl. I think it's background is this only it's Batgirl, okay. When they when they first casted it they were like, Oh, you know, we have this lady, she's a lesbian, blah blah blah, or I mean, she might have been bi, what it may be. When they was going when they were recasting it they said, "Imprint, uh, we're looking for gay, we're looking for lesbian or LGBT ads." Pro, why is that, like that? Okay, but why put it out there like that? So this is what I'm talking about. Now you have Joker. Yeah, I believe I saw it on Young Ripper's show today. Check out Young Ripper over on YouTube channel. He talked about how the young brother is a young brother is not going to be playing Joker. I think some TV series are going to be. And he read the post. He read the guy's interview. and The guy said yes, you know, to be the first black person to play the role. And then the Ripper did it where he felt he actually pretended to be asleep because it was so boring. Again, you're playing a role, awesome role, this, that, this, that. Why talk about it's playing the first black? Like, you're playing – this is Joker, all right? Now, people going to criticize. They're going to say, oh, my God, who's this guy? Blah, blah, blah. they're say, oh, it's racist, it's racist, it's racist, it's racist. Okay, well, when Heath Ledger – you know, got the role of Joker after Brokeback Mountain, we were like, no, there's no way this guy's playing Joker. We just don't see it. If we just don't see it. You know, I believe he's in some film, some King Arthur film as well. Then he does Joker. Boom. We were like that. I right, boom. But this talent, man, y'all can go find it. I'll post the links in the description later on this evening after our show wraps up. Read uh, these articles and check out the articles. in the last one, it was like the young lady who was a peacemaker talking about Black this What's like as a white writer? If it's right for you, but like, like, really? You mean, did they ask Steven Spielberg that question when he produced *The Color Purple* back in the day with uh, Miss Goldberg on there, what have you? I, I don't. I think it came up, but at the same time, it was a classic. So the thing is, we have to get back to that. You want to put a message? You can put it on the low. Any look, look at rap music. If anyone remembers when a what was his name? Uh, LL Cool J did an ad for The Gap. And in the ad, this is LL back in the day, not LL now, right? This is LL back in the day. He did an ad for The Gap. And in the middle of the ad, for The Gap, he goes, this is for us, by us, on the low. Anybody on over the West Coast, but folks on the East Coast understood. He was giving a shout-out to FUBU. Who was FUBU? That's Damon John's um, clothing, clothing line that he did with three other brothers, I believe, from Queens. Uh, uh, Queens, Brooklyn, and the Bronx, whatever, right? The thing is, he said he gave them a shout-out in a Gap commercial on the low. Boom. That's subtle because folks will catch that. But, again, I don't want to see a, quote, unquote, black version of Superman. I don't want to see a, quote, unquote, black version of Batman. I just want to see a story. And there's so many great characters out there created by independent uh, creators that I see at Comic-Cons all over the place. I buy them all the time. I'm talking about mystical, magic, um, you know, sci-fi, cyber, cyberpunk. There was a young brother back in the day. I really like to connect with him. His name is Mark Rand. He did a story called Sky Technologies. I think you can find a book or copy of on eBay or whatever. Back in, I believe, the early 90s, this thing was manga, manga. It was just, if that was made into a film, forget it. It's over. That's, that graphic, that book is so awesome. And he, I believe he did everything, writing, penciling, and coloring. I really like to connect with him because this guy is just uber talented. He had a young brother as well out of New York. There's so many properties out there that people with money or those who are about a collaborative spirit and want to work with can go out there and produce these projects. No one even heard of Only OGs in the comic industry knew about Blade. There are so many characters outside of Marvel, outside of, of DC. I mean, look at Milestone. Oh, my God. Can someone do it? Uh, yeah, I remember what happened. They wanted to do a movie on hardware. There was talks about it. But then people said, oh, it would be too much like Iron Man. Like, come on, man. <laughs> are you serious? Like, Really? So the way it's going to end, we have to have just back to just writing great stories. There's a reason why the, the Phoenix Saga is a classic. There's a reason why when it became a movie, it made, it became about a woman being oppressed by men. Remember there's a little scene in there. It should be called the ex-woman because the women do all the work. We're like, oh, my God, are you serious? Uh, look at Star Wars with Rey. The, what was Rey's struggle? You see what I'm saying? Like, this is why people are stressing. And they're like, oh, yeah, she got her training of, of the – The Jet of the Force from uh, Kylo Ren. Just look at the whole writing. What what, what was their background? There was nothing there. There's 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 nothing attached to. But, you know, as Kathleen Kennedy said, the women's the force. And they think this doesn't affect women. You know? Women, you know. When I go to Comic-Con, anyone that's been to Comic-Con or anyone that's into cosplay, you know. The women, they'll make cosplay on male characters. Because why? Because they're cool. Yes, I saw a young lady who actually was going to be a character came at cosplay as Dazzler. This was like five years. I took a picture five, six years ago. I'm like, okay. And I think she was like about 19. 19, maybe 21, 23. But she was about Dazzler. But it's, yet, it's coming back. cosplay? They don't cosplay anything. Male, female. They're not in there talking about, why oh, I can only do the women characters. I went to Comic-Con after uh, Star Wars, uh, what's that thing? The Force of the came. I don't know why the Force of the came to never sleep. But yes, I went to the LA Comic Con out here, used to be called kamikaze, and I saw I saw this young lady who has one of the illest Kylo Ren cosplay outfits. I mean the to the day I wish I got a call of it. The it was ill. It was so nice. But people presuppose that we only want women only want to see women. Melanin only want to see melanin, Anglo only wanna see Anglo. No, we wanna see a good story. Story that we're gonna talk about, you know, Demon in the bottle when Tony Stark you know became an alcoholic that'd be real Disney won't do it but we thought that'd be a great storyline after what happened in the Avengers Endgame things like that so on that note yes I have a question here Mr. Uh, Chota what do you think about something like oh how do you spell Chota C-H-O-T-A so that's how you spell it another question here is uh, what do you think about Zendaya and Spider-Man I'm like that's not Mary Jane the Mary Jane we know from the comic book she you know we all thought she was a red Latina and she was thick you know the one in the movies you know it's cool but you know whatever it is what it is. I believe she's, I believe she's in Dune. If I got that correct. Yeah, I don't want to see Dune. I'm not it was, it was like Eternal. It was like, okay, it's Black this, we're gonna race for. I'm like, I don't want to see that. End this nonsense. Get back to good stories. You can put in there what you want. The good story will have people coming back. And I, identity politics and wokeery won't because you can only do that for so long, right? I mean, if if we we're into into the, the women's, you know, struggle and stuff like that. When is Storm from the X-Men going to get a movie? Let me be quiet. All right, y'all. Choda here on The Mix. Thanks for tuning in. Crush the system. I appreciate it. Brother Holton, I appreciate it. Uh, everybody else, my apologies. I'll definitely uh, open it a little earlier, and I'll definitely copy down your questions ask the next time. Y'all stay safe out there. Choda, I'm gone.